He's Tommy Boy. I'm Richard. She's Michelle. No, wait, that ain't it. He's Big Tom. She's Beverly. I'm Paul. No, we aren't trying to save Callahan Auto Parts. This is Vikings Report. Drew and Ted. Drewster, how are you? Holy shnikes. Oh, son of a... Son of a... Son of a... I'm a maniac, maniac on the fall. Did you eat a lot of paint chips when you were a kid? <laughs> Why? Ted! <laughs> Fat guy in a little, little coat. <laughs> Fat guy in a little Viking coat. Look! Look at the Fat guy in... <laughs> Oh, oh. <laughs> He's a big dumb animal, isn't he, folks? Take that jacket off, you're killing me! Uh -huh. <laughs> Fat guy! Hold on. Fat guy! <laughs> oh, can we get the jacket off? You're not... <laughs> you're not gonna... You're not gonna cut off blood supply or anything, are you? What's happening? Ruby, could you perform CPR if able? Nah. <laughs> oh you know where the gym is? You know where the weight room is? I'll check it on. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome everybody to episode 67. We are ready to rock here at Vikings Report. It's the off-season, but we're continuing to uh, move forward. Like and subscribe. Thank you for joining us for episode 67. Ted, how the hell are you? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, like, subscribe, uh, follow us on social media. You can follow the show at, at Report Ted, R-E-P-O-R-T-T-E-D, on Twitter. Vikings Report with Drew and Ted on Facebook. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter for whatever reason, I'm at Purple Buckeye. Um, yeah, we got over 9,700 subscribers now. We're rolling along like Tommy and Richard trying to sell auto parts throughout the upper Midwest. Luke, I am your father. You believe Tommy Boy's 27 years old this year? I, I, I do, and I'll tell you why. When, when I was in the Army, here we go. Okie dokie, no problemo. And I was deployed to Bosnia. So, like, for those of you that have not been in, you think when, like, people, when they're deployed to a war zone or a deployed for whatever you think they're busy all the time you we're not 90 percent of what we do is sitting around and waiting we're <laughs> bored off our rear ends so we watch movies we play video games whatever if i watched tommy boy once i watched it 150 times there was a time when i was deployed about five or six months into my deployment to bosnia we lived 12 guys into a tent we would sit and we would probably watch tommy boy once a day if not twice <laughs> that's great we would just go down the line one guy would start and we would recite Every single line from the movie, just and we'd go back and forth, back. It was ridiculous. Love that movie. Absolutely love that movie. That's great. I did that with Stripes. That was our go-to, like one-liner thing in high school with the movie Stripes. Well, I guess twenty-five years since Farley has been gone. Yeah, that was definitely his best on-screen stuff. I think. Yeah, I think so. There's so many great one-liners, and those guys that I was deployed with back in Big Wendy, CH forty-seven unit, Giebelstadt, Germany, nineteen ninety-five, ninety-eight. Hua. I'll see those guys, and, and we will start talking within 10 minutes. Somebody will throw out a Tommy Boy line. Really? 
And it's on. Yeah. Oh, that's cool, dude. That is yeah. cool. It's awesome. Joseph, how you doing tonight? Oh, real good. Real good. I had a kidney removed, but I still have the other one. Oh, real good. Real good. I had a kidney removed last April, but I still have the other one. <laughs> oh, every week, like shooting fish in a barrel. Fish in a barrel. You're the fish, there's the barrel. Fish in a barrel. <laughs> we got a big show tonight. We got draft pick review. We're continuing with Caleb Evans, cornerback out of uh, Mizzou, and our depth chart analysis continues. We got some other stuff. We got we got Vikings news. We got a whole bunch of other stuff. But before we get rolling, Drew, what time is it? Ted, uh, I'm cooler than you are. So why don't you fix this, your little problem? Light this candle. He's right. Light this candle. Yes. Resume the countdown. All right, I'm cooler than you are. Why don't you fix your little problems and light this candle? He's right. Let's light this candle. He surely is. Light the candle. Yes. Resume the countdown. <laughs> Let's go. Let's do it. It's go time. <laughs> All right, so yeah, before we get going, we got the, the Rook Dog Challenge as well. So the Rook Dog Challenge, Drew, this is your idea. Why don't you talk to us about the Rook Dog Challenge? It's a great contest. No, the Rook Dog Challenge is where you can win a $100, $100 bill. Straight cash, homie. How's it go, Ted? $100. It's a contest we're running here. It's the first of many contests we're going to run here throughout the rest of the season. You have until the end of August to get your picks in. You still got a lot of shows. What you will do is in the comments below, not on Twitter, not on Facebook, not in my mailbox, anything. In the comments below, you will select the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year and the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year, two names. You'll submit those below, and I will put them in the ledger, and that'll qualify you to win the $100. Now, you only enter one time. So if you enter on this show, you don't enter on the next show because you've already entered on this show. Follow along. If you can't follow along, then Tommy will come by with a tack hammer and hit you in the head. <laughs> we'll take entries up until the final show before the first regular season NFL game on that Thursday night, whenever that is. And again, one one entry. So if you put your entry in now, that's cool. Just just know that if, if your guy gets hurt in training camp and pretty much misses half the season or more and isn't going to win the rookie of the year, you're, you can't change your answer if the guy gets hurt before the season starts. Once you put your entry in, it's locked. Holy shnikes! Holy shnikes! Son of a... <laughs> What'd you do? That's gonna leave a mark. That's gonna leave a mark. <laughs> oh, we got a lot going on. We got, uh, first topic we're gonna hit tonight is Vikings news. And Drew, in, uh, in Vikings news this week... What do we got? Um... Hmm, well... Oh, look, a new Mad Dog. Oh, love it or list it. Good morning, sunshine. 
So, uh, <laughs> you can see, uh, there's not a lot of Vikings news going on, uh, unless you think uh, uh, Adrian Peterson's upcoming boxing match with Le'Veon Bell is good, Lorzy. <laughs> Are you going to watch that, Ted? No, I'm not going to watch that. Come on. Come on, man. i watch Love It or List It before I watch that. I right before we started the show, I saw something on the ticker that said, Mariners signed Carlos Santana. Now, Ted, <laughs> I've been out of the music industry of 20-something years. I don't remember Carlos playing any baseball. That's just dumb. Shoot me into the sun with that <laughs> stuff. Just stupid. Where's all the Viking news? What are they doing? Nothing, apparently. There's nothing, man. We, I mean, like... There's the dead period, and then there's like like the dead dead period, and it's there's nothing going on until training camp. So, but we are still here, yes, and we got stuff we got to talk about. We're bringing it high and hard every week. That's what she said. <laughs> we never slow down. Again, that's what she said. All right. We're going to roll right into our draft pick review and depth chart analysis. But wait, before we get to that, Ted, I have a question. It's, it's Kirk Cousins, so bear with me. Oh, God. <laughs> really? Because nobody's talked about Kirk Cousins this offseason. You want to talk about a salary? You want to talk about why he sucks as a leader? You want to talk about why he's great as a leader? What do you want to do? Hit me up. I can't do this anymore, man. My head's about to explode. Okay, question. If the Vikings snuck into the playoffs, ran through the playoffs, got to the Super Bowl, happened to lose the Super Bowl, but got there, do you extend Kirk Cousins? No. Gotcha, thanks. Mm -mm. Terrific, thanks for your time. Let me say, maybe. Wow, see, I don't know. <laughs> see, that's, this is a good question. And I'm assuming he had to play lights out to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, he averaged, what was it? He had 10 touchdowns in the, in the playoffs leading up to it. Four in one game, three in wow. another, and three in another. Wow. So he was really playing well. Uh, the Vikings rolled through those playoff games, too. I think they won two of them by 20, and they won the other one by 10. They beat the Rams for the NFC title. In L.A. Yeah. Like we always used to. Remember, we used to beat the Rams every year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in the 70s. That was a heck of a rivalry. But the whole team in the Super Bowl played like the Vikings in the Super Bowl from when we were kids. Yes. Defense was bad. Offense was bad. Yeah. The was teams it? was bad. Everybody stank. Right. It was like the second half of that Philly game, 2017. I would. I think I would do it. I would. I hope the Vikings don't go to a Super Bowl and lose. It, the next time the Vikings go to a Super Bowl, I want them to win because for all of you that have said, I just want to see them in the Super Bowl, everything you've experienced as a Vikings fan in terms of gut-punching disaster, like we never talk about the Super Bowl because they weren't heartbreakers. They were just... The Vikings got dominated, man, and it was just depressing. Almost from the opening kickoff, 
through the rest of the afternoon. And as a kid, like the rest of my week sucked. It just sucked. The whole yeah. week sucked. Yeah, I think what a lot of people that are the younger generation think we lost those games. But what they need to know, I saw, I saw those games. We were out of every game by the first quarter. We weren't in any of those games. I wouldn't say Super Bowl nine. I, they were in it. It was only two nothing at halftime in Super Bowl nine. Just the Steelers defense. You just didn't seem like that though, Ted. I, it, yeah, okay, I can see your point. It seemed there. like it was twenty to nothing. Hey, I, the way Steelers defense was that year, I, I can see your point. The Vikings, the way their offense is playing, the way the Steelers were treating us, the two nothing lead was like a three touchdown lead. We weren't. We weren't even sniffing the fifty yard line. I can't say off the top of my head how many years. I mean, he's he's 33 or 34. He'll be 35, 36. It wouldn't be a lengthy extension because he's, you know, mid-30s guy. And, and you're looking at, you know, a, a really hefty extension. And you're, you're looking at a guy that's playing 38, 39, 40 years old. And that's kind of becoming the norm for good quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Brett Favre played till he was 40. But I still think that's the exception and not the rule. But I would, yeah, I would look at another year. I, I would think. Based on the overall playoff performance, he would earn at least another one-year extension minimum, maybe two. It just depends on what the Viking salary cap situation would be and how much money he would be asking for. Okay. Yeah, us and the Bills, that's 0-8 city. That would be a great Super Bowl. Figure out who finally gets a win on that. Does Toons just want to chime in on that question or not? Well, I don't know. I guess it would depend on how Kellen Mond progressed, and if they were in the Super Bowl, then they're not going to get a high draft pick, so there's not going to be, like, a, an elite quarterback available. So, yeah, probably. That's a really great point, that too. That's a good point. It's a great point. I mean, kind of my theory is the Vikings play next year with Kirk, and then in the offseason, they draft their quarterback in the future and, and spend a lot of draft capital. But if they're drafting 31st, going all the way up to first, second, or third, which is what you assume you would have to get to, to get one of the quarterbacks you really want, that's a heck of a lot more to give up than if you're drafting in the mid-teens like the Vikings sure. have in the recent years. It's a great question because it brings up the scenario that would keep the, the fan base would still be divided. Some would be saying, oh. see, see, he got us there. Then the other ones were saying, would be saying, see, typical Kirk, he can't win the big games. You know, you and I have been kind of, we've been back and forth with Kirk. I think we were very skeptical of him in 2018, most of 2019. I don't know about you, but but my opinion of Kirk has changed a little bit in 2020 because the defense was just so bad. 2021, I kind of reevaluated Kirk. I thought he played very well, and the defense was absolutely horrible. It wasn't – I don't think it was Kirk's fault the Vikings were 8-9. and nine. How has your opinion of him evolved, and, and what what would you do? I was a lot more down a couple of years ago. I mean, I was just absolutely ESAT about the guy. I've given him a little bit more credit the last couple of years. You know, once you have a quarterback for three or four years, you can really get in-depth on his game. And I think he does have a lot of flaws. If Cousins would just be more aggressive, he would be such a good quarterback because yeah. he does a lot of things really well. He does a play action really well. He's durable. You know, he can win your games just like anybody else. Those big moments, the, the crunch time moments when he seems to go into a shell, if he would just have some more gunslinger about him, if he would have some more aggressiveness, I think Cousins could do himself a lot of favors by, you know, in third and 12, you got to let it go for the sticks. Don't do the check down. He needs a little bit more of that grit in his game. A lot of his criticisms come from, well, if he was more aggressive, the Vikings wouldn't be down by as much because he wouldn't shoot, throw it short of the sticks on third and 12. The Vikings would not lead the league in three and outs because he gets so conservative in his, 
It right. would rather just go three and out and punt away and punt the ball and live to fight another day. But no, let's let's throw this question on you because that's a really good question. Vikes go to the Super Bowl and lose. What would you do? Would you extend Kirk or would you not? Well, you know, I would probably lean towards no because it's football's still about the big moments. And I still want a quarterback that's a playmaker. I think the fact that, that he's not a playmaker out of the pocket and he's not a playmaker on the off script plays, that bugs me. That eliminates a lot of part of win, how you can win a game. And he doesn't have it. And I want a quarterback who has a little bit of that. Okay. Uh, and so I think if we got there and he played terribly and the team played terribly, I would, I would tend to just go with the plan of try to find, try to move on from him. But, and if we did make a Super Bowl with Kirk, even if we lost, it would be hard to say an extension isn't warranted, you know? What would your opinion of him be? as a clutch quarterback. So he, he wins those three playoff games against, let's just say for the sake of argument, Dallas green Bay and beats the Rams in the NFC championship goes on the road, wins all those three games in the postseason, then loses the super bowl. Would you say Kirk cousins would have to have his reputation of not being a clutch quarterback re-examined? Yes. If you won three playoff games and got to the super bowl, and the team played terribly along with him. I'd have to think about it a lot, a lot more. If the team okay. played great, played great defensively, held the other team in check, yardage-wise, point-wise, and it was Kirk Cousins himself fumbling the ball. If it was him singled out as the problem, it'd be a lot easier to move on from him. Okay. I've got more faith in this current regime evaluating, scouting, drafting, and developing a quarterback than I did the previous regime. I mean, Rick Spielman had zero track record in, in drafting and developing quarterbacks. Brad Childress, he drafted Tavares Jackson. It didn't do any good. Spielman drafted Christian Ponder. That, nothing came of that. I mean, the only the only success he had really was signing Brett Favre as a free agent. Teddy Bridgewater could have been a good quarterback, but, you know, a knee injury, we'll never know. So, yeah, I mean, it was a very sketchy track record with Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer. I would at least give these guys a chance to go find a guy draft develop they deserve a chance to draft and develop their own guys draft yeah, and develop and win is how you do it look what the avalanche just did yeah that was the worst yeah. team in hockey five years ago and by a fair amount and getting to where they are was all in the draft joe sackick in the draft he built all those players from the draft the draft is how you build a champion yep. so i would say yeah they deserve a chance to do that you know what the vikings did go on that run and made it to the super bowl that would be so exciting it would be, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? It would really be great. Would really losing be the Super Bowl great. would suck, though. I can't tell you how bad it's You can't lose another one. No. You can't. All right. What about Bo Derek coming out of that pool? She's like a cat. Is that for me? No, son. <laughs> no, son. That's for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's a really good question, man. Kind of a good way to take the place of the lack of Vikings news this week. What has he got? Three weeks to training camp? How long? Yeah. Training camp starts the. 26th or 27th one of the guys we're going to talk about tonight will be there yeah and that guy is part of our <laughs> for the love of god draft pick review and depth chart analysis this week we're continuing on with our fourth round pick number 118 overall cornerback at caleb evans out of mizzou if you haven't caught the rest of our episodes on or the the rest of these segments in episode 62 we talked about uh tight end nick news episode 63 wide receiver jalen Naylor, I don't even know her. Episode 64, tackle Vidarian Lowe out of Illinois. 
episode 65 was running back Ty Chandler. And last year we talked about U of M defensive lineman, Asazi Odomehu. And this week we've got a Caleb Evans. And this is what Evans said about coming into the NFL and becoming a member of the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, first I just want to thank the Vikings for, you know, picking me and giving me this opportunity. Um, it's a true blessing. Um, and I'd also like to thank my mom, dad, and sisters and close friends uh, for always sticking around me and helping me get to this point. Because um, without them, I wouldn't be here. Um, I've told every team and everybody that, you know, my favorite player growing up was Pat P. <laughs> um, you know, that, that's been my role model. So, you know, that kind of, I guess, was just in the atmosphere. Um, but, you know, I know they're looking for a player that's going to, you know, be physical, you know, long corner, um, you know, bring a certain mindset to the defense. Um, and that's what I'm going to do. So no matter what scheme it is that, you know, they're going to have me in, um, I'm going to be ready to do whatever I'm asked to do. Um, and that's the type of person I've always been. All right. So, Drew. Yeah. Hunting, a Caleb Evans. Uh, you can argue the Vikings secondary was about the worst in the NFL last year. Talk to me about a Caleb Evans. What do you like about this kid? A Caleb Evans, the other corner, Ted. Yeah. Much like Tiny Dantzler was the other corner when they got Gladney that year, and Dantzler yeah. ended up being the guy that, that's come through with the, mm-hmm. with the game. First thing you notice about a Caleb is his size. At 6'2", at 200, you got to love that size. And he, he combines that with his run defending. He is a tremendous hitter in the run and a tremendous player against the run. That sounds like a Mike Zimmer type guy. Yeah, he's a very much a Mike Zimmer type guy. And I, I think Mike Zimmer is probably sitting on his ranch going, much as he hates the Vikings, he probably says, that guy's a good draft pick because it is a good draft pick. His size and his ability to stop the run, and we'll talk about some of the things he doesn't do well in a minute, but if you watch his tape, some corners don't like to tackle, and some do. Ted, he's a great tackler. He's one of the best tackling corners in this class. Against the run, he is stellar. Best run-defending corners in this draft class. Another great high-character guy, Ted. Bunch of nonprofit groups. He has his own group that he started, a, a Caleb Evans Foundation. He started in 2017. That's five years ago. So it wasn't like he was just starting it after he got drafted. Like some of these guys get these foundations once they get drafted to try to make their resume look better. Been doing it a long time. He's big into that, big into the community. Matter of fact, I saw an interview and somebody asked him, now that you're in the NFL, what is it going to take to be a better player than you were in college? And he says, it's not about being a better player. It's first, you got to be a better man. Then you become a better player. That answer kind of stuck out in my brain. That's one thing we've been noticing here on when we're doing these drafts research things, Ted, is each guy, Vidarian Lowe, taking care of his younger brother with guardianship after yeah. his mother died. Every guy we've talked about, high character, team-oriented. I like that about what the Vikings have patterned themselves getting these guys. It's always good when your guy's not going to end up drunk at a Wendy's salad bar. <laughs> Another player, we talked about, like, uh, Ty Chandler. He went four years to Tulsa. Very good high school player. Drafted, scholarship, went to, he could have went to Notre Dame, some other schools. He chose Tulsa. Played there four years, and then he took his final fifth year, like Ty Chandler did, North Carolina back we talked about, and he went to Missouri. I think one of the coaches over there, Coach Steve Wilkes, who used to coach in the NFL with the Cardinals, mm-hmm. head coach for a while. He was, yeah. He was a defensive coach over there. That was part of the reason he transferred over to that. He liked, you know, what he was going to offer him in terms of coaching, but 27 games at Tulsa. He played another 11 games with Missouri. And last year, what do you have stat-wise? 28 tackles, 25 solo, and six passes defense. 
when he went to the combine, he really upped his draft status. I think I had this guy maybe in a third round. The measurables, he did really good in. His, his broad jump, 10 feet, 9 inches, was the second best among all cornerbacks at the draft. Zion McCollum, who ended up getting drafted Tampa Bay. Zion McCollum from Sam Houston State. Had, was the only guy who had a better broad jump. I could broad jump 10 feet, 9 inches. What was your broad jump number, Ted Glover? I, I could not broad jump 10 feet, 9 inches. <laughs> Let me tell you why I suck. He also kicked ass on the long jump and all the other measurable high jump, all that stuff. A 4.46 and a 40-yard dash. He has the speed. Really great combine. Did, did himself a lot of favors at the combine. A standout player in terms of the run defender, football IQ, the 38 games played, played in a lot of different schemes and sub-packages at Missouri. There's a lot to like about a Caleb Evans, but I think his high character is probably what they're looking at first. Run tackling had to have stood out. Because he's a better run tackler than he is a cover guy. And the first thing you think of is cover guy. I will say this now. I think a Caleb Evans is going to be a safety. Here we go. Change of position. He's never played safety. It would take him a while to learn. But the things that he is flawed in point to him becoming a safety. I mean, you want to be a C-grade corner, C-minus, or do you want to be an A-minus a safety or a B-plus safety? Okay. Well, so let's talk about some of those weaknesses then. First thing is he played 38 games in college, Ted, and he had one interception. You'd probably like to see a few more picks than one. Yeah. The second thing I would say before you get to his fundamentals is his injury history. Multiple injuries every year. Multiple games he's missed because of injury. And you can't make the club. In the tub. You cannot do it. You cannot be Kentrell Brothers. <laughs> Remember Mata Offa with all the injury things? You can't be banged up like that. And he had injuries in 18, 19, and 20. And to a point, you got to think it becomes, is it a problem or isn't it? Let's hope it isn't. You got to be able to recognize routes more. You can't get beat on double moves as much. He got beat for a lot of long plays, and he got beat with penalties against him. And he's got to clean that up. For the sake of argument, let's just say that the Vikings are intent on keeping him at cornerback. Are these negative traits coachable? I mean, do you think you can get that out of him and turn him into a standout guy, at least a league average guy. You know what I would do if I was the Vikings to help him with his route recognition and what he, what he sees pre-move by the wide receiver. That's where he runs into problems. He doesn't see that the double move coming and he gets him out of position. I would use, what, why is his name escaping me now? Chad Beebe. I think your brain is a thick candy shell. <laughs> uh, no, uh, <laughs> Tina McCardell. He's the okay. guy, even though he's the wide receiver coach, he's probably could help a Caleb Evans a great deal by helping him notice what recognition, what how to read the routes, how to see the routes before they happen. That's where he's running into problems. And, you know, McCardell, dude, that guy yeah. knows every route in the world. So I think yeah. he, he could not only learn from his DB coach, whoever that may be for the Vikings, but he could probably learn that from Keenan McCardell. Now, what we normally do in this segment is once we're done talking about the player, we talk about the depth chart analysis and, and who's going to make the team and who isn't. We we have another cornerback we're going to talk about in a couple weeks in Andrew Booth Jr. So we're not going to give you our final prediction tonight. We're going to switch it up a little bit. I'm going to let you know who the, the cornerbacks are on the roster, Drew, but I, I'm going to ask you two questions. Okay. One, two. One, two. No more than two, though. My brain's going to explode. One plus two plus two plus one. One plus two plus one plus one. One plus one plus two plus one. Not one plus two plus one plus one. Shut up! So, currently the Vikings roster shows Andrew Booth Jr., who we'll talk about in a couple weeks, Chris Boyd, Cam, Hold Me Close, Tiny Dantzler, 
Evans, Nate Hairston, Harrison Hond, Mr. Harrison Hond, Perry Nickerson, Patrick Peterson, and free agent signee Shandon Sullivan. Just for the sake of argument for right now, I know you say he's going to be, you think he'd be better as a safety down the road. I, I think they've got him pegged as corner this year. So let's just, for the sake of argument, let's just say cornerback right now. First question. Does he make the roster? Let's think about this for a sec, Ted. How many corners are they keeping? I'm going to say six. They probably got starter backup on each side, probably one one slot guy and one backup nickel dime guy. I think they're going to go with six. I'm going to say yes. Also factored in, they traded up to get this guy. Yeah, that's true. They did. They traded with the Browns, I think. Yeah. You're not going to trade up for somebody you're not going to have. This guy's coached right. He can become a starting corner in the NFL. He just, you can't, you can't have penalties. You can't get burned on double moves, but that's something they can work with. And I think he's got just as much talent as those other schleps you mentioned. I mean, when I say schlep, I don't mean that in a bad way. Okie dokie. <laughs> I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say, yes, he does make it. And he's the guy that's going to give you full effort. He's not going to back down. And I like corners who tackle. Corners who tackle stand out, man. So I'm going to say, yes. I'm going to say he will. Because I remember after the draft, Quasi Adolfo Mensa, the Minnesota Vikings GM, had a post-draft press conference. I can't remember the frame of the question, how it was asked, but he said this about a Caleb Evans. He said, he was a guy I watched in the dark. I sometimes watch at night. I think this was a guy that Adolfo Mensa really wanted. I think it's a guy, because of that potential that Quasi sees in him, is a, is a Definite lock for the roster. And I, one other thing, I remember Kirk Cousins talked about being a rookie in a fourth-round pick, and he said, you know, it was such a shock coming from Michigan State because you got like eight or nine guys at the quarterback position because your college rosters are just so much bigger. Right. And and he was looking around. He's like, man, there's there's only four guys at the quarterback spot. And I, am I even going to make it? Can't remember who, who he said it was that told him this. He said, no, you're a fourth-round pick. You got one year. After the, the first year's a freebie as a fourth rounder, after that, you got to prove yourself. I think he's he's a lock for the roster this year. Let me throw this in there on his injury. I talked about a lot about his injuries. Mm -hmm. If you add some bulk onto that guy, added weight always helps with injury problems. It okay. does. Kyle Krabs from uh, the Draft Network said about him, uh -huh. you can't teach size. You developed into a guy that can line up all over the field with so many unique offenses in the NFL. Guys like a Caleb Evans are going to be a must on every team. Okay. That, that makes a lot of sense to me. Okay. What are you so, going to say? You had another question? Yeah. One more. One more. One. Okay. One. okay. Oh, Where one, do we go? One, one. What was that? What was that? Did you flip me the bird? I, I did not. No. I don't know what you're Water. talking about. <laughs> Learned that when you went fishing? <laughs> From your mom. Oh! <laughs> Seeing when he's running that guy's model car into that thing on the desk, that was the best scene in the whole movie. Oh my god! And the new guys in over the corner going, bah, bah. <laughs> I can't feel my legs. Oh my god, we're burning alive! No, I can't feel my legs. Here comes a meat wagon. Wee -oo, wee -oo, wee -oo. And the medic gets out and says, oh, my God. New guy's in the corner puking his guts out. <laughs> Such a stupid movie. We're, we're so dumb. We are so dumb. What, what are we doing? So, my second question. Does he start? All things being equal, no, no injuries, all that kind of stuff. 
Do you think he can start at either either on the outside or as a slot guy or maybe maybe in a dime package? So I'll, we'll, we'll consider the dime spot starter. No. Okay. The only way that guy's starting early is if you have a rash of injuries. You got four okay. or five guys hurt, then maybe. But you got to develop that guy. He's not ready to start right now. All right. Yeah, I don't think so either. I'm looking. Your starters are probably out of the gate are Patrick Peterson and Cam Dantzler. I would think uh, Andrew Booth Jr. is in the mix, and I would think Shannon Sullivan, just because he's a free agent signing, he's got experience, are probably, just off the top of my head, your top four guys heading into camp. Maybe Harrison Hand's in the mix, too. So, yeah, I, I'd agree with you. I don't think he's starting. Now, we'll talk about our depth chart and where he kind of fits overall in a couple of weeks when we talk about Andrew Booth Jr., the uh, second-round pick that the Vikings got out of, I believe, Clemson. Yes, Ted. We got those big draft picks coming up. Yeah, boy. we got we got the big boys coming up after this. So you got anything else you want to say about young Mr. Caleb Evans? Caleb, thank you for being a stand-up guy and not a schmuck. Good luck in the uh, in the at training camp and good luck making this team. I think you got the ability to make it. And he's the best tackling corner we got right now. I say that going in day one. Best tackling corner on this team. All right. So that'll do it for our draft pick depth chart analysis this week. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break, come back, do some trivia, and we'll wrap up the show after that. Pinch my toe. Pinch my toe, Mimi. Yeah, where are we gonna take the deer? I don't know. The vet? You take dead ass. <laughs> okay, let's do one more time. That's my third chin. Second sticks. Ma'am, I'm thinking about blowing up the bomb building. But why do they put a guarantee in the box then? Cause they want to th you to think that they gave you a filled sandwich. You're taking a bite out of it and... What are you saying? This is the guy trying to buy the company, not to mention put you out in the street and all you can say is, hmm, like a nice night. I can't. All right, welcome to Deuce's Trivia. Today we will be playing the match game. Here we go. If we didn't have Kirk Cousins as our quarterback, I wouldn't mind getting Kirk blank. Kirk Hammett from ACD. <laughs> one hour later. Three to one. Yeah. Ted, I got a question. What? Do you really think you have a chance against me? Mr. Cowboy. We'll see. Ho, ho, ho. Now I've got a machine gun. <laughs> if I could give Blair Walsh a nickname, it would be blank. Blair Glitch Project was one of them. 
Nightmare, Dream Killer, Left Hook Walsh, Wide Left Walsh, and Lefty. Stefan Dick's famous catch in 2017 is called the Minneapolis Miracle. I think it should be called the Minneapolis blank. Two people said, suck it, Peyton. <laughs> when Brad Childress was fired, the emotion I felt could be described as blank. Orgasmic. No freaking way. You got a match, baby. I got a match? <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome to Toons' Trivia. Let's go with Rams, 69. I think Rams, 1969. That is correct. All right, we got it. Nice. Good job. Thanks, Rhino. Very good question. Thank you, Rhino. Rhino. Rhino, 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 bing, bang. (laughs) Rhino, Rhino, man. Making copies. (laughs) Only one copy for the Rhino, man. Randy! Which Vikings D lineman attended the Kirk Cousins football camp as a youngster? Oh my god. What current Vikings defensive lineman? Yes. Probably one that piles up a bunch of sacks at the end of the game when it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next three questions come from our own Tony Bell from the Gallahorn. Oh man, the machine. Oh my god. The we're machine? done. We're done. We're just, yeah, we quit. Yeah. I'm, 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 uh, I'm going to take this segment out. Tony Bell? Really? Questions from Tony Bell is being like looking up in your rearview mirror and seeing Dale Earnhardt coming around turn three. And meanwhile, Ricky Hood trying to Oh, and Earnhardt spins him out. We're done. We're just dead. Ow. Got Tony Bell bearing down on you, man. It's not good. Oh, it's Tony. There goes Tony. <laughs> All right. Our last question I have left for last because it is the very best. And most special of all, Elizabeth, roll the clip. Which Viking finished his career with the Bears? Became a Minnesota Supreme Court Justice. That is my other grandchild, Gabriel. And I thought that was probably the best best question. Other than the, the question I got from Grayson a couple weeks ago, that was the best question in the show. Got some awesome grandsons, dude. <laughs> Thanks, man. All right, welcome to Tunes Trivia. Hey. All right, the name Minnesota Vikings is partly meant to reflect Minnesota's place as a center of Scandinavian American culture. Name one of the three countries that make up Scandinavia. Norway. Norway. Boom. Can you name the other two? Yes, I can. Sweden. China and <laughs> Canada. Get that. Take that, Domino. Get out your pencils. What is Jimmy Kleinfosser's number times Brett Favre's number divided by Jim Otto's number? Oh, Jim Otto was zero, wasn't it? Double zero, yeah. You can't you can't divide by zero, can you? I thought that was like a big violation of mathematical law. You can't divide by zero. Imagine that you have zero cookies and you split them evenly among zero friends. How many cookies does each person get? See, it doesn't make sense. And Cookie Monster is sad that there are no cookies. And you are sad that you have no friends. Oh. So did we get it? <laughs> yeah, Ted yeah. got it. You didn't. <laughs> I, I knew before the question was asked I wasn't going to get it. Oh, who's letting math on this show? All right. Welcome to Tunes Trivia. How are you guys doing? 
Hello, Toonsis. Hello, Toonsis. So today, we've been asked by the viewers for you guys to have a heads-up straight battle. Oh, Ted Glover, ready for your beatdown? All righty then. <laughs> Who are the first Vikings to compete in a Pro Bowl? There's two of them. Hugh McElhenney and Fran Tarkington. Hugh McElhenney was one of them. That's half a point for Ted. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Rolling! Commanding lead. It's still a half to nothing? It's yeah. A we're on question number seven, and it's a half to nothing. <laughs> Before he was general manager, what position did Rick Spielman have with the Vikings? Cornholer. Guy that ran and got the coffee. I was going to say head nurse. <laughs> Never going to do that again. Thanks for <laughs> Why not? Thanks, thanks for playing. You want to get your butt kicked every time? <laughs> I don't, I, hey, I'm gamer, man. I'll keep coming back for more till I win. Congratulations, Ted. You win. Thank you. All right. That'll about do it for episode 67. Drew, again, thanks for, for all your awesome knowledge on, on these draft picks and depth chart stuff and just making me laugh and bust a gut. Ruby, thanks so much for, for doing all the awesome editing you do. This, this show would not even be close to what it is without, without your skills. Thanks to everybody that, that watches. Again, subscribe, ring the bell, like, watch the show. I mean, we got like, we're closing in. I think by the time this airs, we'll have over 9,800 subscribers. Can you, can you believe that? That's like, that's like a dumb number. That's just like <laughs> dumb. It is like 18 months ago, 9,800 people would subscribe to you and me being dumb on a you weekly know what? basis. And then when these shows are over, I like reading the comments because our, yeah. our people who view this show crack me up, dude. They yeah. have some funny ass comments. You guys are not dumb at all for, for subscribing, but I just think it's kind of wild that we have this many people watching and tuning in. Thank you so much. Namaste. Drew, we'll be back next week. Uh, until then, we'll try to do better the next time. Go ahead and bring us home, brother. It's football. It's fun. It's Vikings Report, Ted. It is. We did, we did Tommy Boy tonight. I know it's a special movie for you with all your uh, buddies. Back. You know what? Give your buddies one more shout-out. That was too fast how you said it. Go ahead. Uh, back then, it was A Company, 5th and 159th, Giebelstadt Army Airfield, Germany, Big Windy. Hoo Again, that was really fast and confusing, but we'll move on. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining. Like and subscribe. We love it. We love doing the show. If you have a question for us you want to have on here, you got a segment you want to hear, anything you want, we're here for you. Next week, we'll be back with episode 68 because that comes after 67. <laughs> Say goodnight, Ted. Good night, Ted. Woo-wee! Well, Lottie frickin' God! Sweet mother of God, what is the holdup? I know you want seconds on the corn dogs, but there's no reason to shout.